I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs here at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And my goodness, do we have technology news. This is a live show, obviously. And uh, get online early if you can, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. The first hour is usually easier than the second. Um, but my goodness, we have technology news this week. Um, you guys probably heard it uh, in the news. Twitter, yes, Twitter, um, was pretty seriously hacked. Um, and about 130 high-profile accounts were impacted, where folks like uh, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, uh, Joe Biden uh, were sending out messages that said, hey, if you give me $1,000 in fake money, cryptocurrency i'll give you two thousand dollars back in fake money and uh, of course if you already in, are involved in fake money bitcoin uh there's plenty of you ding-dongs out there that fell for it um and you submitted your hard-earned fake money to these uh hackers because you believed that joe biden and and uh, bill gates and jeff bezos were going to give you two thousand back <laughs> just number one I mean, if you have to pay before you get, you're making a mistake. Well, you get to pay. You just don't get to get. Exactly. <laughs> but it's it's mind-boggling that people are that, that I don't know. I don't want to use the that word. That scam's been around since forever. I mean, you know, how many people have gotten the letter? They used to have letters. And yeah. then it, it morphed into emails from Africa. This person yeah. had this money, but in order to get it, he had to pay some sort of a fee. Right. So if you fronted him the money right. from your account. You'd get millions if you yeah. gave him a couple thousand or whatever yeah. it was. Oh, and yeah. a lot of people fall for it. So just, number one, don't fall for that silliness. But number two, here's the scarier part. So these are high-power Twitter accounts. And, and these folks would most likely have something called two-factor authentication built in. Meaning, if somebody changes the access, like the email system, to connect to these accounts, they should have been notified. But they weren't. I wonder why. That seems odd. Wait a minute. So the cloud, when I put my, my account on the cloud, I thought that when you modify, when I modify the account, I'm notified. 
And when somebody inside the cloud modifies my account, I'm notified. Uh, it turns out you're not. <laughs> hmm. I wonder how true that is for other applications in the cloud. I would suspect it's true for all of them. But that's just my guess. Um, but the point is, this should give you pause. So if on Twitter, if, if an internal Twitter person can be impacted, whether they be bribed, whether they be tricked into giving the bad guys access to a tool that allows the internal Twitter cloud people, whoever they are, do you know who they are, Bob? Uh, I don't have a clue. I don't know who either. To go into your account and change who owns it and the control of it and the access to the data in it without your knowledge, wouldn't that give you pause? It gives me pause. It should give you great pause. Um, so two-factor authentication is supposed to alert you to a change in your account. The tool that Twitter had internally did not alert its users. So they didn't realize they were impacted until, of course, the tweet goes out and they start seeing activity on it. And then, of course, they complain to Twitter and Twitter shuts down the accounts. So 130 or so high-powered accounts were impacted. Um, supposedly only eight or so have had data removed. Now, I don't know what kind of data you put on Twitter, um, but maybe there's things on Twitter you wouldn't be too happy to have out there if you did it by accident. Maybe it's deleted tweets. Maybe you maybe you said something really bad that you shouldn't have said on Twitter and it was deleted. Who knows what data is out there that they, they grabbed. But my point is, if, if your stuff is in the cloud, it's on somebody else's servers. And if those people who run those servers have access to your account and can make changes without your knowledge, Really, what do you have? So they got Joe Biden, Barack Obama, right, and Mike Bloomberg. Three. Yes, <laughs> those three guys. Well, it wasn't their fault. Um, and of course, you had Bill Gates, Elon Musk, um, Kanye, Jeff West. Bezos. Yeah, and again, they had to find enough dinglings who had a Bitcoin account willing to give them a thousand dollars to get two thousand, a thousand fake dollars to get two thousand fake dollars back. That was the whole scam. But you should be more afraid of the fact that the security protocols that you would think would alert you to a change in your account didn't alert you because the tools within Twitter that were utilized make it so they don't. <laughs> That's why you should think a little bit about the cloud and who's got access to your servers. Well, they're not your servers. They're their servers. And the reason I bring this up is because in other news – a cloud provider um, called Blackbaud. So they're a um, accounting firm that offers, you know, products like Razor's Edge for uh, nonprofit organizations to raise money for their companies. Blackbaud had a has a cloud based service. So instead of paying for your own server servers internally and having your own internal IT guys manage it, you stick it on the Blackbaud cloud. Well, Blackbaud stopped the ransomware attack that actually started to cripple their servers. But guess what? They had to pay the ransom anyway. Why? Well, because the bad guys, before they encrypted the data, took the data. <laughs> <laughs> they took it from BlackBod's cloud. So if you happen to be in a, you know, a nonprofit running BlackBod and your account was compromised, the bad guys took the data from your account and uh, threatened to release it. You mean... They didn't encrypt it on their servers? Right. It's not encrypted on their servers, clearly. <laughs> Good point. Uh, but they took the data. They've got it and said to BlackBot, well, you might have stopped the ransomware attack, but we're still going to ransom you because if you don't pay us, we're going to release this data 
to the world. And so Black Butt had to pay $350,000 plus dollars so that the bad guys pinky sweared. They pinky sweared they wouldn't release it. Good luck. Um, again, same problem, right? So just because you put it in the cloud doesn't mean you've done anything to protect your data. And if you think you're saving money by not having internal IT people, internal servers, and folks that are going to actually pay attention to your stuff, right? You're a nice big target when it's on a BlackBot cloud. How many accounts can I impact, Bob, at the same time? Oh, probably thousands. <laughs> Versus individual servers, which then the bad guys have to hit one at a time. Well, that's too much work. Huh? <laughs> go for the main. I'll go for the big honeypot. Um, so we'll put these these stories up here for you to look at. But uh, they both are kind of related to the fact that just because you put it in the cloud doesn't mean it's any more secure. It's actually maybe not many more secure, and you may want to give yourself a second thought as far as what you're doing. What did you want to bring up, Bob? Okay, since you're bringing that up, yeah. uh, I thought I would jump ahead to uh, Cloudflare network outage makes websites unreachable. The Internet infrastructure giant helps route web traffic that went awry on Friday. Now, wow. most people don't know who Cloudflare is, but right. they're a huge backbone provider on the Internet. They're a DNS provider. So several websites became unavailable Friday after Cloudflare Cloudflare experienced outages in parts of its network. Right. The problem was caused by a chain reaction in Cloudflare systems for internet routing internet traffic. Affected web, websites include those for Shopify, Political, Discord, and League of uh, Legends, and TechCrunch, mm -hmm. according to TechCrunch. Mm -hmm. So according to an incident report, Cloudflare said the outage wasn't the result of an attack. No, we believe just we, incompetence. <laughs> <laughs> we, we believe we have uh, addressed the root cause and are monitoring systems for stability now, the company said. Yeah. But... Here's what they did. <laughs> Cloudflare Chief Technology Officer John Graham Cumming mm -hmm. gave additional information on a blog post. The company was working on an unrelated issue with its yeah. systems and accidentally configured all traffic flowing between its data centers to go through one location in Atlanta. Oops. This overwhelmed the system, a backbone of private lines that carries data outside of the public Internet, yeah. and led to problems at other points in the company's global network of data centers. Yeah, they broke their own system. We're sorry for this outage and have already made a global change to the backbone configuration that will prevent it from being able to occur again. Oh, that's oh, nice. So, they yeah, you it. can be, you know, uh, rest assured. It'll never happen again. Yeah, they No, <laughs> never happen again. It'll never go down again. They, they promise. One other quick one. Uh, Apple. Apple wins an EU court battle over unpaid Irish tax bill of $15 billion. Now, we talked about this during the whole Brexit thing where um, the Irish had offered huge tax incentives for Apple to, to operate there. And the EU in Brussels said, no, 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 no. You can't give deals like that. We want our money. And uh, – so Apple battled um, the EU, and they won. I'm really happy about this. Um, good for them. Uh, they're not going to have to pay an additional $15 billion. The Irish didn't want them to pay. I mean, the Irish are the ones that gave them the deal. Um, the EU uh, was the one that wanted Apple to uh, cough up some extra money here, and they said the Irish weren't able to do this uh, deal. But um, 
it looks uh, like they've, they've won. I'm sure they're going to continue to battle over the money. Who knows? But for now, Apple won that battle, and I think it's great. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. We are live. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Um, so we're also uh, broadcasting live over on uh, WTIC's Facebook page. If you want to check out the Facebook live feed, feel free to make a comment or go ahead and post um, anything you want to post as far as any questions. Be sure to share it out. And uh, I've got uh, there's a comment on here. Bob's audio was low. He's cranked. I've told him every day. You know, you got to get on that mic. So he's cranked. I can't put I'm, him up any louder. I'm on the mic. You're on. Well, so <laughs> I got to yell. He's got to yell. <laughs> I can't help him. I got I no other knob I can turn here. Um, so sorry, guys. I can't make it any any higher. Um, I'm going to go ahead and step up for a quick break. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And he's, li- he's using the same <laughs> hardware I am, I promise you. Same mic, everything. Fully fully pulled to the top. Uh, so hopefully you guys can hear him. And uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have four lines wide open. I know it's a lovely Saturday morning, and it's going to get wicked hot out there this afternoon. You're trying to get everything done this morning. But if you want to talk about the cloud, you want to talk about the Twitter hack. I mean, I've seen so many experts on these shows talking about you know, the issues of how this hack occurred. But they didn't really talk about the fact that there's tools out there on the cloud that allow you, the cloud host, to modify your account without your knowledge. That shouldn't happen. I don't care what tool you've got there. Even if you're doing it with the person on the line, you should be able, you should trigger that second factor to say to the person, you know, if the person calls into Twitter and says, hey, I need to change my email, my email address, and and it's not working, and you get on with Twitter support, which, of course, I don't even think there is a live Twitter support, but whatever. You should be able to have that, when that address is changed, the notification should come to your second factor and say, hey, is this is this okay? Whether it be your, your phone. Now, I saw people talk about maybe this is a big SIM jacking incident. Uh, SIM jacking we've talked about before, where the second factor would come through to your cell phone, right? And if your cell phone had been SIM jacked, the bad guy would have access to your SIM because he ported it through maybe AT&T or Verizon. There's internal guys that have been compromised over and over in SIM jacking at these cellular companies where they actually participate willingly in stealing people's um, phone numbers by simply SIM jacking the phones, porting them over to the bad guy's phone so that second factor would go to the bad guy. That's why we talk about the Titan um, security keys. Um, uh, there's a couple of them out there that we've talked about where you have a physical key that is on your person, and that's very hard to actually uh, break because you've got it. The bad guys can't do anything about it. So connecting to a second factor that's physical on your keychain or it's a, a Bluetooth device within proximity of your person is much more powerful now these days than... Uh, text. So I can, you hear these guys talking about the issues that occurred, and you know, nobody's bringing up the fact that nobody should be af- that people aren't afraid of, of the fact that the accounts have been modified without your knowledge. You know, Elon Musk didn't get a second factor notice. So what happened? Um, so feel free to get online. We'll refresh the screen here and see who's on the line. Want to do that, Bob? Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, but by the fact that we're not in the studio, we can't see Matt. Ah, there you all are. Uh, there are four calls on the line. So let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to Charlie and Rocky Hill first. What's going on, Charlie? 
Hello? Charlie, you, you there? Yes, I'm here. Good morning. What's up? I have a Dell computer. Okay? All right. And if I shut the computer down or, God forbid, lose power, I have to take and unplug the computer from the back of the computer and unplug it from the wall, and I have to plug it back in, and it could take me four or five times trying to turn throughout the day to get the computer so I can push the on button for it to restart. Wow. Any ideas? My first guess, and it's only a guess because it could be a number of things, would be your power supply is getting ready to fail. And, you know, it's weak. I mean, it may not be the issue, but that would be my first guess. How old is the I've machine? I've seen it, that behavior before. Is it an old machine, Charlie? Yeah, it's about 8, 10 years old. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, especially if it's power-related where you have to un- unplug it like Bob said, and plug it back in. Um, is, it, is the computer normally in a sleep state, or is it in a... It's always powered on, I assume? Yeah, I leave it powered on, and it goes into a sleep state. Yeah. So maybe it is the fact that the power supply is not able to kick the whole thing on from from the, from a dead stop. Well, the other thing it could be, uh, now that you keep it on, and it goes into a sleep state, is it may be that uh, the... Um, um, hard disk is set to go to sleep after uh, and shut off after a certain amount of time. So you might want to go into power options and set the hard drive to uh, turn off never. I mean, I've seen that crash, uh, a, a lot of them. But, right. And a lot of times it's not unusual. It's a pretty common problem. A lot of computers don't want to come out of sleep, especially if they go into deep sleep, hibernate. So he's plugging it in and it's not coming up because you think it's still in a sleep state. Right. Hmm. Okay, so I should go to what now? Power options. Just uh, click on the start menu and just type in power options, and uh, it'll probably come up with power plan or power one thing or another, and you can change. uh, You can go in. Go into the advanced settings. and um, Make sure the hard drive's set to never sleep. Okay. And try that. All right, I'll try that and see if that works. Yeah, otherwise, Charlie, uh, power supply may need to be replaced, so feel free to look at that, too. Okay, I appreciate it. If you can find it. Eight years old. Yeah, well, with Dell, they're pretty much proprietary, so. Yeah, you have to find it it on eBay or something like that. I wouldn't spend too much money on an eight-year-old computer, okay? Right. All right, Charlie, good luck. Thank you. You're welcome. Believe it or not, we have a second Charlie on the line in Newington. What's going on, Charlie? Hi, how are you? Good, how are you, sir? Good. I'm trying to configure my open DNS stuff, and when I go through and it says to clear the um, the Windows DNS, the DNS cache. Yeah. What version of Windows, or which version do I use, because they're all different depending on the operating system. You're so not Ryan messing with that. Here is here. Well, the cache... Your cache you want to clear is the same. doesn't matter what version of uh, Windows that you have. You would open a command prompt and type in ipconfig space forward slash flush DNS. It's a command line. 
Yeah. That, okay. That's all you need to do. I mean, and I'm you shouldn't it. even need to do it. I mean, it shouldn't even be something you necessarily need to do. So, as if you configure OpenDNS IPs in yeah. your network settings and save them, shut the computer down, reboot, bring it back up. And that's going to clear your cache. But oh, you can okay. you can run the you can run the uh, the command if you wish to flush it without rebooting. But you shouldn't need to. Uh, rebooting will take care of it. You need to reboot so you get the new IPs that you you know properly. I think it's best to reboot. I mean, uh, it might work dynamically, but I'd rather reboot, get a clean start, and see if the uh, DNSs uh, have changed. And then you can do the the test. You know, internetbadguys.com. See if you get blocked, and if you do, you're set up. Are those the uh, DNS settings that are in the uh, router or in the Windows configuration? So if you've configured it in your router to have to hand out the open DNS IPs, then yeah. you have nothing to do in your in your computer. You leave it as it is. Because that means anybody who comes into your network, whether it be a phone, a laptop, will get the new DNS settings that you've set up in the router. So you shouldn't have to do anything on your PC. So I don't have to flush the cache either? Um, if you've configured the DNS settings and you haven't rebooted your machine, you should reboot your machine, right? So you get the new the new DNS settings from the router. If you've done yeah. the if you've done that, you're going to be all set. Okay. So I'm all glad right. you're configuring it out there, Charlie. Good good job. I'll uh, see what happens. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Go ahead, Bob. Have a good day. Yeah. You too. Mike got a uh, PC Mag article on how to flush your DNS. Cache, I'm sure he'll post it. I got one from OpenDNS, which is what he's using. Yeah. And it shows my way, and then it says how to clear the DNS cache from your browsers and all different uh, operating systems. So. so we'll post them both for you over at Computer Talk. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock on this lovely Saturday morning. Stick around. The lines are all jammed up this morning. It's great. 800-966-WTIC, uh, 522-WTIC are the numbers. Of course, we'll post everything over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. We'll also post it on our Facebook page. And, yes, we are live on Facebook Live over at WTIC's Facebook page. If you'd like to check that out, we'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are here till 11 o'clock. And I can hear Bob. He sounds like he's okay. <laughs> and uh, feel free to get online. I think we have one line open for you. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Let's get right to your calls. You are nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to go to Andy in Manchester first. What's going on, Andy? Yeah, so um, you know how when you type in a new email address, and the next day when you go to type it in, your computer remembers it? And it yeah. Comes up right away. Um, yeah. So for some reason, like a couple months ago, my computer's not remembering any of the new email addresses. So I got to go type it all in all over again. It's got hundreds of old ones that pop up, but it just stopped saving new ones for no reason. Well, it's a cache. So there's a little email cache that's set up within your mail client. What client are you using for your email? Well, I'm AOL. Um, You're on AOL. Uh, yeah, that's right. So you're you're using the browser. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So AOL has somehow lost your cache um, of your email addresses that you frequently use. Um, it can happen in Outlook, too. What browser is he using to access it? Did you hear Bob's question? I barely heard it. I'm not sure why he's not talking to the microphone. What browser, <laughs> what browser are you using? <laughs> it's a radio show, Bob. <laughs> Which one? Um, you know, I love Halo. It's just the one with the E symbol. Yeah, the little E with the halo over it. 
Or is it yeah, the new yeah. blue E, the extra blue E, the Edge Chromium browser? Oh, oh you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm using Edge. I'm using Edge. Okay. Yeah, so he's using the, the Edge browser, and uh, it's within AOL. Most likely they lost your cache. Um, there's not a whole lot you can do with about that but rebuild it uh, because it's browser-based. And uh, the cache actually, I don't even think, well, it could be within your browser. You might even have cleared your own cache that affected the cache of the email within AOL. But uh, basically you build that up of, of regular email addresses that you go to. That cache is built up. Sometimes it gets damaged, especially with Outlook updates. Go ahead. Well, you'll rebuild it by typing in the email addresses. A cache is, is exactly as it sounds. Uh, it's a it's a think of a a cache of of treasure. Uh, oh, yeah. okay, it, sure. So you're going to continue to grow that cache of email addresses as you put them in. And what happened is AOL somehow lost your your autofill cache. But what are you going to do? I think it was the browser. It's, it's, it's a browser. It's a way. It's a way to get into autofill because. No matter how many times I type the same one, it's not remembering it. Uh, that could be a feature of the new Edge browser that you're using. So maybe try a different browser. Maybe try Chrome or Firefox. Go ahead. I got a I link a how to manage autofill in the Edge browser. Okay. So we have a link we can put up there for you that Edge has a setting, and maybe the new version of Edge lost your uh, your cache. <laughs> maybe. So the new, the new version way. of Edge is based on Chromium, by the way. Right. Um, So So we'll put a link up here for you. Go ahead. You're going to put the link up on the website? It'll be on the website for you to look at. However, you know, I would try maybe a different browser too, just to see if um, a different browser produces a better result for you. Right. And what's the website? Because I'm driving right now. What do I look at? The name of the show.com, computertalkwithtab.com. All right. Sounds good. All right. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Unfortunately, it's hard to manage every time you know the application you're using changes, whether it be a Edge browser, Chrome browser, Firefox. They change something. They could break, in this case, autofill is what it's called, uh, and um, you lose your settings. Same things when you upgrade Outlook versions. Uh, you can lose your autofill. There used to be a, no way to get it back. Now you can actually back up the autofill, right, Bob? The autofill database in Outlook, you can back up and migrate it to the next level Yes, of you can. So in the old days, you couldn't. you just lose it, and you'd have attorneys yelling at you, I lost all my <laughs> all my autofill. Okay, you got to build it up again. I, I didn't write the software. Um, in AOL's case, uh, who knows? Maybe they broke it themselves or the Edge folks break, broke it. Um, or an update. By updating, yeah, exactly. So let's go on to uh, Paul in uh, Burlington next. What's going on, Paul? Hi, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. Uh, I have a Dell laptop, and a couple of weeks ago I changed Internet providers. The laptop will will not recognize my new Wi-Fi. My phones and my iPad easily recognize the new Wi-Fi. I also took the wi- my, my laptop to my daughter's house. It immediately recognized the Wi-Fi at her house. Yep. But for some reason, I just can't get the Wi-Fi, to my, the, the laptop, to recognize the new Wi-Fi. All right. This has to do with gigahertz. This has to do with the actual radio broadcast of the Wi-Fi, I think. So you've already proven your Wi-Fi works at your daughter's house. So most likely the new service providers did not spin up either the the 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi for you or the 5 gigahertz or vice versa. 
and your laptop is only looking for one of them, uh, I don't know which one, uh, let's assume it's looking for 2.4, and they didn't maybe didn't spin up the, the 2.4 gigahertz um, radio on your device, and your laptop can't find it. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. It makes it, sense. <laughs> How do I fix it? <laughs> So you need to go to your configuration on your new internet provider's device that I assume they provided for you. The the uh, modem. The modem router device I assume they gave you, or do you have your own router? No, they gave me. A, I have their modem, their new modem. Right, right. So here's what you probably want to do to make it quicker: go online with their uh, their support and and tell them what you're dealing with. Unless you've already done this. I haven't done that. Okay, and say, hey, guys, I'm having a tr trouble with my laptop. I suspect one of the Wi-Fi um, SSIDs is not in a 2.4 or 5 gigahertz range. Most of them give you both. Mm -hmm. And um, can you help me turn on, and they'll turn it on remotely, the, um, the one you're missing. Okay. Now, it could also be that your laptop is so old it doesn't see either of them. It's only about four to five years old. All right, then it I, should I see both. I that too old. I agree. Why did my why did the two uh, Apple why did the three Apple products recognize it? I guess. Well, great question. So, it, the newer the device, the smarter it'll be. So, if the new if the Apple product says, you know what, I can run on two point four or five if I feel like it. Oh, I don't see a two point four available. I'm going to go and connect to the five. Your laptop, however, might not be smart enough to make that um, choice. So you need to see, you can always check on your Wi-Fi uh, configuration of your laptop to see if it can support 5G or 2.4 to see which one you're missing. Okay. Um, but clearly when you connect to your daughters, it's uh, one or the other. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, tr I'll try that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. But have a good right. day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Let's try to go to Doug in Chester next. What's going on, Doug? Hey, good morning. Hey, guys. Thanks for morning. taking my call. I hope, I hope all is well. Um, all is yeah, well. I have a... I have a question about Alexa. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of it, it's kind of technical. Let me I don't know how much you guys know about it. I'm sure you're like way more versed in it than I am. Not necessarily. I'll stay away from yeah. Alexa. I don't like having some chick listening in on my entire life. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot about that and it's like it kind of fluctuates over the years and everything. Supposedly it's supposed to be better now, but uh -huh. who who really knows? But anyway, so I have a uh, uh, Bose Soundbar 700 with Alexa built in, okay? Yeah, yeah. And um, the Bose app is really user-friendly once you learn how to use it. Yeah. And you can, I can configure my cable box to work in concert with the Bose, which is directly connected via HDMI to my TV. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I could talk for hours about it. I troubleshooted it for like days yikes and um well it is covid yeah, times we have nothing to do so i understand uh, true and um so the thing is like i have it muted right now so i can say alexa so i go um <laughs> alexa i go like alexa tune to smithsonian channel and then sometimes it goes to um the comcast one two 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 which is the olympic channel it's so it's so weird. Yeah. And then, like some mornings it works, some mornings it doesn't. Now I I just did a cable box refresh, and I'm gonna like test it out again. But yesterday, 
like, there's so many variables. It's like you have to speak assertively and precise. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess, I don't know if I'm making the point or I just wanted to see what you guys might think about it. Like, it's it's certainly far from, like, 100%. Like, it kind of, like, works when it wants to. I, I agree. Uh, yeah, it, and, like, I, thanks. I, I talked to Amazon about it. I talked to Bose about it. And I've heard, like, so many different things. And then yesterday, I finally got it working, like, totally perfect. And then here we are, like, early this morning. I'm, like, trying to test it out, and it's, like, doing the same thing. Thus, yeah. the cable box refresh. So, but um, it's it's interesting if you have a device that's not a dedicated Amazon brand Alexa device, like such as the Bose Soundbar 700. It has Alexa built in. It's like separate yeah. from Amazon. Yeah. Um, getting the ultimate like exact precision, pre pardon me, precision answer from any of those companies is like really tough because there's like too many technologies like all involved in. In certain products. You're exactly right with that last statement. That's the issue is that all these companies want to own you. So Bose is saying, don't go to some Alexa-based speaker. Use our speaker because we make Bose better than they do, and we'll stick the Alexa thing on there. They'll pay a royalty to Amazon, and that way you bought the Bose rather than the, the Alexa equivalent, I guess, soundbar, if there is one out there by Amazon, which will be out there, right? So it's not in Amazon's best interest to make it work really well with Bose. You know, it just reminds us of yeah. Microsoft. You know, why is Microsoft used to fight with uh, Netscape? They wouldn't let Netscape as a browser even operate well on their operating system. I wonder why they did that. Hmm. Um, yeah. They're not friends. And again, you're trying to have they're one. Like they're exactly competitors. So if I, I would tell you, if you could have something other than your Bose soundbar be the one answering the Alexa call, maybe does your cable box have Alexa built in too? I don't know. Um, no, the. It's um, Comcast X1, and it has this really cool feature. You just press the voice button on the remote, and it like yeah. totally works flawlessly. Then stop using Alexa. Why do you Why do you want to let Jeff Bezos know what you're watching? <laughs> good, good point. Um, I'm, uh, ultimately, I guess out of curiosity, I just wanted to verify to myself and to other people that I could share with, like, does it work 100%? And the answer is obviously not. No, come on. You've heard all the Siri stories and Alexa. I mean, there's so many Alexa stories. Um, even just getting our station to play the right way, you had to say a, say a, a phrase a certain way for Alexa to tune to uh, WTIC. Oh, probably. yeah. Like, I do it every day. I'm like, Alexa, tune to or Alexa, play WTIC. That like, works totally cool. You know you what? You so. might find yourself in a promo thanks to that comment. <laughs> <laughs> you do it every day. We like that. We like that here at yeah. WTIC. <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. But here's, here's the other thing. I, I um, integrated a Logitech Harmony Elite remote. Nice. And then, like, Harmony, Logitech didn't even know the right uh, skill to apply to the Alexa platform and the Amazon Alexa app. Right. And they have, they have, like, two different skills, the blue one and the red one. Yep. So the blue one, the blue one works in concert with the Logitech Harmony hub when you do not have an Alexa device that's directly connected to a TV. Man, what? So, I mean, I, yeah, I opened up a, a huge box of confusion. And then when I, um, when I enabled the blue um, Harmony skill for the uh, integration to change by voice and it's all linked up to the Harmony remote and everything works cool, 
Yeah. Then this new thing called themes that I'm trying to learn all of a sudden appeared on my Amazon Alexa app, and then everything got totally screwed up. And then, like, Amazon's telling me that I have to enable the Bravia app for my Sony TV. And then I have two Sony TVs. And then when I did that, all my Sony TVs got screwed up. <laughs> you just want to watch TV, man. I would tell you to stop messing oh, yeah, with Alexa. yeah, I love home theaters now. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I would tell you to punt it all. This is what I would do. Punt it all. Get an NVIDIA shield. Punt the cable box and use an NVIDIA shield. You can talk to the remote if you want and uh, stream everything. I'll add a little uh, monkey wrench to your life. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Uh, like N- Nvidia is like video cards, right? So what, Nvidia what is a that? video card. Yeah, it's a great box for uh, streaming. But yeah, you're trying to interact oh. all these devices into one. I've got a little control, a little a little uh, clicker that you know everybody can use, and uh, we don't have anywhere near the amount of issues you have uh, with your home theater. You got to simplify. Like, before I dedicate myself into all this new home automation stuff, which I kind of really, really like, I would like to do, but it's like I wanted it to do, like, three simple things. Turn the TV off and on, adjust the volume, which it does perfectly, and then change the channel from my cable box. Oh, that's that's one, that's a bridge too far. It's a bridge too far, man. But if it can't do do that, why should I spend all this money on, like, home smart home stuff? Exactly. That's why okay, you know, I, just, I, I say, honey, can you close the shade? She gets up. She closes the shade. The sun's no longer in my eyes. That's my home, that's my home automation. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet of her. That's really, really sweet. It is. You know, it's All nice. Right. That's why we yeah. keep her around. <laughs> um, I, I wonder what she says about you. All right. All right. Oh, don't worry. I'm in big trouble. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, guys. Have All a right. safe weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. I want to step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your calls. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here until 11 o'clock. Stick around. Then after at 11, uh, Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And then Garden Talk will be here as well. So a uh, great afternoon of, uh, of uh, information for you, hopefully. Let's go to your, uh, your calls really quickly here. We'll go to our resident groupie, Danny. What's going on, Danny? Hey, guys. Hey. Listen, finally bought a, Chrome, a Chromebook last week from hey. Best Buy. You got more of a computer than you've ever had. Good for you. Well, no, my wife does. I don't. And um, it came with a uh, free download uh, installation of WebRoot. Oh, good. Now, I know you always say good things about that. Does a Chromebook need that, or is that good to put on it? Sure. Oh, okay. Yep. Free is good, too. I it's only, only going to be free for about 90 days, though. What's that? It's only going to be free for, like, 90 days. Oh, okay. Now, another question you know, she's got to create a Google account and everything. Yeah. Uh, when we, because we looked at the information on, you know, setting it up and stuff, we should do that on the Chromebook itself, so that way that that uh, um, account and password and all that information is only on the Chromebook, not on her other unsecure. It won't matter. You can do it anywhere within a Google browser to create a Google account, but uh-huh. uh, you can do it through the Chromebook if you wish. And that way, that would be the most secure way, because we're just going to use this to go to her uh, retirement account and stuff. It's just going to be dedicated for that. All right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, one one other quick thing. I got an email from Starlink from oh. Mr. Musk. 
mm-hmm. asking me for my address to determine if I may possibly be able to participate in the beta program of the uh, Starlink uh, uh, Internet yep. system. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, for a dollar a month. That's a good deal. If it works, that's great. I have heard some kind of negative stories lately on NPR about uh, Starlink and all the noise they're making up there as far as looking at um, celestial bodies with these Imagine that. It was negative on NPR. (laughs) Well, they like electric cars and stuff. I mean, I don't think they'd like them. Um, My my curiosity is, why did he paint these things so brightly? Why didn't he paint them like black? Well, he, he never anticipated that, and they put up some black ones now, and that turned out to be a problem because... It absorbs too much heat, and they're getting too hot. <laughs> See, that's the thing. They have to be reflective so they don't overheat. Gotcha. Makes so sense. what they're trying to do is they're, they're working on a compromise. They're, gonna, they're working on a, a, an actual shade, like an umbrella that's going to go out over it and shade it but not have it black. All right. I mean, he'll work it out. Yeah, I mean, eventually, after he gets a thousand of them up there, be like, ah, oh, we should have painted them plaid. Who knows? Yeah, and they're bringing the astronauts back on the second of August. Nice. Yeah, it's been very successful. That's, That's awesome. That's going to be very tense. I've already got a knot in my stomach. Already? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if anything goes wrong with that, that's I mean, that's you know, God forbid anything happened there and they they lose the astronauts. That's the mm. end of. Uh... No, no, they what? they knew what they signed up for. That's well, why they're yeah, heroes. That is what they signed up for. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, Danny. But yeah, I mean, you you go up and decide to be an astronaut. You, you know what you signed up for. You're not expecting. You know, stuff can happen. I think that's more risky than jumping out of an airplane. Mm, oh yeah. And I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> Perfectly good airplane. No, I wouldn't do that either. So we don't have enough time to take a call yet before the top of the hour. So hang on, guys. Hang on, John and John uh, and, and anybody else on the line. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. But I want to bring this up for you guys. Um, just back on Wednesday of this past week, um, Microsoft updated their email client and uh, their mail client, as it were, Outlook. And uh, it affected every Outlook client, whether you happen to be on an Exchange server on-prem or, yes, of course, in the cloud, too, with 365. So no matter what happened, Microsoft broke all your Outlook clients um, drove our company nutty because we have you know tons of clients that we support, and they're calling in because their Outlook stopped working. Literally, if you shut your Outlook down, you couldn't bring it back up again. Thanks to this update Microsoft put out, uh, immediately crashed. And so we'll put a link up here as far as what happened here. But you know, guys, you got to test this stuff. You just can't break everybody's email in one fell swoop like that. Um, some somebody's got to test it. I'm not sure who's on that team. And clearly, maybe they're working from home and they're getting distracted by Netflix while they're testing the Outlook client update. I have no idea, but uh, something's not working. We'll put a link up there for you guys, and you can read the story. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to stick around. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about has been posted live by Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's also on our Facebook page. And speaking of Facebook, if Mark Zuckerberg deems our live feed worthy, it'll still be running over at uh, WTIC's Facebook page. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.